The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 400 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is mental health recovery by never giving up on doing things differently. Mental health recovery is a way in which individuals can live satisfying, hopeful and purposeful lives even when they are living with limitations associated with struggling to achieve mental health recovery. Mental health recovery is different from a medical medical cure, even though for some individuals, medications and medical treatments may be needed. Mental health recovery involves individuals transforming their lives of struggling into lives of wellness. It involves individuals focusing themselves on their abilities instead of their disabilities. And mental health recovery is possible with a caring community that includes the individual's extended families, families, family caregivers, partners, siblings, friends, care providers, and others. All of which is why our topic, mental health recovery by never giving up on doing things differently is so important for family caregivers and their family members. To discuss it, our guest is Craig Lewis. Now, Craig is a certified peer specialist living in Massachusetts. He struggled immensely throughout his life. He successfully transformed his life into a life of wellness. He tours internationally speaking about his lived experience and offering workshops and sharing his knowledge with others, all in hopes of having an, and these are his words, empowering impact on his community. He has what he calls the privilege, the privilege of being able to help others live more satisfying lives, the privilege that provides him with a degree of meaning and purpose that he never believed possible. He's authored and published the Coping Skills Guide titled Better Days, a Mental Health Recovery Workbook. He based the Better Days Workbook on his personal life and recovery. The Better Days Workbook will soon be available in French, German and Spanish. So, Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Gordon, for having me. It's my privilege and honor to be here with you. Great. Now, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life, your challenges, and your career as an author. Great. Thank you so much. I'm 42 years old. I live uh, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, in Salem, Mass., the city of misfits. And um, I've lived a life of uh, extreme challenge and, and, and difficulty. 
uh, experiencing many different mental health struggles, uh, addiction struggles, and living a life of trauma. Uh, throughout my years, I've uh, had a lot of ups and downs. Um, and most uh, recently, I've uh, got off of all medication uh, uh, and had my diagnoses debunked uh, with the exception of trauma uh, after a lifetime of living with uh, many, many struggles that were the result of um, inappropriate medication and treatment. Um, I, am, I am now uh, living the, the best quality of life possible that I have ever had, have lived. Uh, life is an absolute struggle. Uh, I still uh, experience a lot of difficulty, uh, really uh, what I identify as a class issue because I grew up, uh, although I came from a middle upper class family, I grew up really living in very uh, poor uh, conditions and group homes and, and, and substandard housing with, without having my needs met while being really debilitated by countless medications that I had been prescribed. And yet through it all, I've been able to find a way to uh, transcend these struggles, even as life continues to be a challenge on a daily basis. I accept that challenge to the best of my ability, and I, I, I fight forward to create the life that I want, uh, the vision of the life that I want, and uh, I work my butt off day in, day out to accomplish that. Um, I've been able to become an author uh, throughout my experiences of uh, going through my struggles, and then uh, finally, when I had hit my point of no return, uh, taking one last step forward to try to make things right through that process, I was able to uh, begin an educational journey, which has really resulted in the quality of life that I live today. Um, and through that process, I, I, I was able to uh, work on projects for school that uh, one of projects in particular included creating a support group. And uh, that support group has now become uh, the mental health recovery workbook, uh, Better Days. It's now taking me places and radically changing my life and I think hopefully bringing a wellness and empowerment to countless people across the planet. Right. Now, that's a nice cue for me to ask you the next question, which is, please tell us more about your book, Better Days, a Mental Health Recovery Workbook. Craig? Thank you. You know, I can tell you that uh, Better Days, a Mental Health Recovery Workbook has radically changed my life in ways that I never could have ever predicted, imagined, or hoped for. It was just a few years ago when I was just going through the motions of life, trying to just put one foot ahead of the other, trying to get a handle on, on the many challenges that I faced. And uh, I would give my support group, the Better Day support group, once a week at uh, different recovery centers they worked at and volunteered at. And then it just sat in a drawer for years while I was just working on going to school and working the job that I had for five years that I recently uh, have left. And uh, it just sat in a drawer. And I decided a couple of years ago I was going to try to put it into book form. And I did, you know, hoping that some people would respond to it you know, in a positive way. And, you know, lo and behold, here it is now. Uh, I'm talking with you, Gordon, and, and uh, your listeners and People across the world are embracing Better Days, uh, not only as a, a workbook uh, for personal use, however, as a support group format being used all over the world. And uh, the book is really a coping skills guide. It's, it's based on my own experience of uh, learning how to cope uh, really the hard way with just horrendous challenges and obstacles and uh, really having to learn the hard way how to make my life better. So each of the 37 passages and worksheets are based on my personal struggles, what I faced, uh, topics like sometimes we struggle and ups and downs, 
and uh, butting your tongue, which is really about how I had to learn the hard way when I was upset by something or I was angered by something. If I was dealing with trauma or a situation where things weren't ideal and time and time again, I would react to a situation and my reaction, my reaction would be, as many people can imagine, over the top to the degree that it caused a whole new world of problems. And you know what? That continuously resulted in damage to my life and disruption to my wellness journey. And I had to say, you know what? Butting my tongue is such a crucial thing for me to have to do to be able to get through those moments of intensity, those moments of extreme upset, and, and, and manage it in a way that I could take the time I needed to relax and bring myself to a more manageable place and move on with my day. And once I was able to do that, my life became much more manageable and, and, and the quality of my life and the quality of my wellness and my happiness and my peace has just, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's grown exponentially. And uh, now that people across the world could benefit in the same way by using the workbook and by, by attending groups and, and however they access it. And uh, yeah, it works for me and somehow it works for other people. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing when I put it together, but certainly I, must have had an idea on how to connect with people because thank goodness people are benefiting from it and connecting and lives are improving. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Now, I want you to tell us more about how Better Day is a mental health recovery workbook relates to the challenges that you personally have experienced. Craig? Thank you. I can let you know that every, every page in the book, there's the 37 passages, and they're uh, the accompanying worksheets, each with three questions. How the workbook relates to my challenges is so personal to me because the workbook is based on my personal struggle to learn how to make my life better, for better or for worse, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, which is really each person's choice to decide how they view all things that they face is that the experiences that I've had provided me with an option. Throughout my life, I often took the option of uh, not taking a step forward to really introspectively um, look deeper within myself to figure out how I could make my life better improve my life in the way that I wanted and envisioning the life that I hope to uh, someday uh, live. And the workbook is really my personal journey in print of, of, of that process of really trying to learn what really no one else could really teach me. Uh, uh, thank goodness I have been able to have some wonderful therapists in the past 10 years to really help support my, my journey toward, toward where I'm at today, which is wonderfully appreciated and valued. But really, it, it wasn't just having to see a therapist. I needed to do the work on my own. My daily life needed to be a life of wellness and recovery where I would choose on a minute-by-minute -minute basis, if necessary, how to deal with the situations I faced so I could move on with less disruption to my life and more calm, peace, and stability. And that is what the workbook is about. It's written in the first-person perspective I say I, I talk about myself, that anybody reading it will, I believe, and my experience has been, can see for themselves through this process of using the, the workbook, uh, answering the questions, that they can find something that they can identify with. And if a person can identify with 
something in there that, that I've also identified with and some I'll put on paper and put into print. And that's going to allow that person to perhaps feel more validated and perhaps feel empowered that they too can make steps forward to make their lives what they want it to be. So the book is really like talking to me in person. And I'm told that all the time, which I think is a gift basically to not just those people, not just, I don't want to put myself on a, on a pedestal, but it's a gift to me to know that I'm able to connect and have an impact on the lives of others on a daily basis. And so it relates to me in that way and in so many more ways that we just don't have enough time to really get right. into. But it's, it's a wonderful gift to me and to have that impact is just amazing for me. Now, I just want to mention how our listeners can find out about your book. And the answer to that is once this episode is on Voice America's uh, website under the name of the show, um, it will show what they call an episode description. And that episode description will have the URL, that is the link to your book. So that's where, listeners, you go to find out more about Craig's book and how to get it and all those kinds of things. Now, Craig, it's the tyranny of time. Uh, it's time for us to take the short break. This is where I always say we have to pay the rent, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Craig Lewis. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email 
to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Craig Lewis. Our topic is mental health recovery by never giving up on doing things differently. So, Craig, let's now talk more about challenges to recovery, challenges to self-regard, and challenges to making adjustments to lives that are affected by struggling to achieve mental health recovery. So first question for you, Craig, is this. What do you see as the most challenging of the challenges for individuals struggling to achieve mental health recovery? The most challenging of the challenges. Craig? Thank you for that question. This is such an important thing to discuss, and I want to make sure that people have an understanding of what we mean by recovery, maybe from my perspective, and and, and that, that's really the reality that life is nonlinear, the journey is nonlinear, and the ups and downs that we face are, are part of our everyday life. So the ups and downs that we face are the most challenging of the challenges because we cannot we cannot predict what is going to happen tomorrow. We cannot predict what's going to happen in 10 minutes. We can prepare, you know, to, to the best of our ability, almost exhausting our resources and our time and our effort and our energy to prepare for what may be, but we cannot, we cannot know what tomorrow will bring. And, and for me, you know, and I want to speak for myself, and I know we're talking about individuals struggling in general, of course, coming from my own experience, that's how I, I, I'm able to speak and share from my knowledge and, and self-expertise. And I know that those up and downs are unpredictable. It's most helpful for me to be able to embrace what comes my way by addressing or or I should say managing or handling what what is happening in my life on a daily basis or an hour by hour or minute by minute basis that could be upsetting or destabilizing or disrupting or challenging, which is a word you've used here, by when something happens, and this can apply to everybody, whether it's somebody with a mental health struggle, addiction, trauma, you know, frustration, stress, parental stress, work frustrations, you know, road rage, the whole whole gamut of, of, of what life throws at us that there are going to be ups and downs. And that might sound very basic and, and almost minor. However, we all know that the ups and downs in life are really what affects our day-to-day functioning. Different people have different life experiences, and, and that's obviously to be respected and, and validated and is legitimate. However, all of us, all human beings, face this up and this, these ups and downs. So we must be able to, in the moment... Uh, to 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 have our best response to those ups and downs, those challenges. And for me, what I've had to learn, which is very difficult to apply and put into practice, and I still struggle with this today, and I will struggle with it tomorrow and next week, despite all my efforts to, to get a handle on it, is that when something happens that's, that's disruptive to my life, traumatizing, triggering, upsetting, unfair, injustice, etc., I need to be able to handle it in the moment in such a way that I do not uh, fall prey or uh, give into an emotional reaction. That emotional response in the moment of upset and stress and you know trauma, like we're discussing, 
generally, in my experience, and for most people, I think, results in a, a, a reaction that gets us in trouble. When I'm able to, in the moment, face the ups and downs, those moments of intensity, and say, you know what? I understand that this is a situation that's extremely challenging for me. I need to step away and do whatever I have to do, meditate, go for a walk, take a shower, have a glass of water, play with my cat, whatever I have to do to let myself settle and come back when I'm ready and face the situation or the person or whatever's happening and have an intellectual response. That intellectual response, 99% of the time for me, results in a uh, less disruptive, more peaceful, calm, and happy life. That's the challenge. Yeah, go ahead, please, Gordon. Yes, please go ahead. No, I, was, I was just going to say, I want to move you to the next question because it flows from what you've just been saying. And that is, you yourself have been describing your method of coping with the ups and downs, given that the ups and downs are givens. They happen to all of us. Uh, they're not because you or any other individual seek them out. They come and find us. So, that then leads us to the question of, well, how do people who are undergoing these challenges feel about themselves? And so I'm going to ask you now, what do you see as the most challenging of the challenges to self-regard of individuals struggling to achieve mental health recovery? Craig? Thank you. Well, let's face it. Life is extremely unfair, and, and all of us have experienced things in our life that are brutal and, and terrible and painful. And, and uh, we've been treated without respect or dignity. And, and so many of us who are, are going through the process of really learning how to cope with our struggles, uh, in particular with mental health struggles, addiction, et cetera, uh, we, are, we are often so disempowered by being diagnosed or told that our lives are limited and that, that this is all we are going to be and to not set our goals too high and to, I was told so many times to uh, stay out of trouble, don't get arrested, and take your medication. And you know what? That was so damaging to my psyche, how I viewed the world, how I viewed myself, how I engaged with others, that my self-regard, how I, how I, how I, how I thought of myself was so, so absolutely below uh, others. I saw myself as being so less worthy, and so less deserving, and so less valuable of other people. And that was my experience. I learned that and I internalized that myself. So even as I am this published author and, and doing all sorts of great work and, 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 and having a lot of success, uh, my life is still extremely difficult. And on a day-to-day -day basis, I have to face reality that I don't always like myself. In fact, I mean, right now I feel pretty good. I've had a good day. Uh, just a few days ago, uh, Gordon, I was uh, I was in the depths of despair. I, I describe it as uh, swimming in the seas of despair. And uh, uh, I I I will say, and and I hope this is okay. I really despised myself just a few days ago, and I thought that uh, I thought that I had no value, and I thought that that I was worthless, and that I I I I would be better off not out on this planet. And, and thank goodness I have a cat, Max the cat, who I'm committed to, to loving and caring for, because without him, um, I, I'm not, I mean, I think I knew I would make it through, I would survive, and I, I have, and I always do. But, you know, without my cat, and you know, I don't know what I would have done. I was in such despair, and I despised myself so much uh, for many reasons that were completely out of my control. 
the unfairness of life, the injustices, the, 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 the situations that I face or we all face that just beat us down in life. And um, I deal with a lot of that. And uh, it's a challenge for me to, to, to face that. And I had to seek out support. I sought out peer support. I, I reached out to people that I trusted. Um, and I also had to forgive myself. So when it comes to one of the most challenging, the challenges to self-regard of individuals like myself and others who struggle in this way, I have to forgive myself. Um, I have to forgive myself 10, 20, 30 times a day, often or mostly for things that no one else has any idea that I'm concerned right. about. And I have to forgive myself, and that's what I do. I forgive myself. And it's painful, and it's horrible, and it hurts, and I do it, and I get through the day, and I do it again the next day, and I go forward. I forgive myself. And that's what I have to do. Right. Now, what do you see as the most challenging of the challenges to individuals making adjustments to their lives in this struggle? What are those challenges, Craig? I, th I thank you for that question also. Uh, and, and again, there's, I know there's many people out there who may be listening to this who are persons who struggle and also uh, providers of all sorts and, and family members. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very, uh, I'm going to be very direct here in answering this question. Um, society. Uh, stigma, uh, misinformation, uh, the uh, dependence on uh, pharmaceuticals as being the number one uh, solution uh, to helping people with these kind of struggles, uh, the disempowerment of the labeling, how we talk about our loved ones, how we talk about people who struggle. These are the, the most challenging challenges. We are inundated on a... Uh, on a, on a daily, hourly basis with, with, with uh, feeling devalued and, and having our experiences treated as um, not, not, not valid and, and not legitimate. Uh, let's face it, anybody who has a reaction to something that's uh, uh, screwed up or, or difficult or painful or, or unfair or unjust, that's a person having a reasonable response to an unreasonable situation. And people like myself who have struggled in this way for so long, we, we learn that sometimes the only way we can react is to, is to go, you know, 100%, you know, full speed ahead and fight and react. And that's how we protect ourselves sometimes. So I really want to put it out there that how we, how we view people with these kind of struggles, like myself, uh, and how we, how we support people by, uh, if we're able to be validating and maybe ask the question, what would you like to do to help yourself? Or how do you envision your life in three years? How would you like to make this happen? And really, how can I help you? How can I support you? What can I do to help you make your life the way you want it to be? And then follow up by saying, I might not be able to do everything you ask, but I want to hear, and maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle and, and, and find a way to make something happen for you where you're in control, where you're leading the charge, where we can work together in a partnership with a person who's struggling to make adjustments with their supporters, their family, their providers, society, whomever. And that, that challenge of this not being the, the general uh, uh, way of doing things, where we're instead just stigmatizing and labeling and disempowering, that's not working for much of anybody. So when we're able to connect and meet someone in the middle and be their ally and talk to them and speak with them in supportive ways and validating ways, and working toward the future with them as a partner, that is how we eliminate this challenge and we make it into a strength and a very powerful, powerful force moving forward, which will 
result in improvements to the lives of anybody who takes this step forward with support, with respect, with dignity, and uh, and uh, a, a, you know my life, my successes might be you know different than someone else's, and we never have to measure each other or compare. Each person's successes are to be validated and respected, and when we're able to do that and help someone through that process, that is how we defeat that challenge and support that person in succeeding. And when that happens, everybody wins. Right. Now, on that point, we're going to take the break again. But just before we do that, just wanted to say to you, those three things we've been talking about are really the way in which um, the recovery process is fundamentally based. And it isn't just something that happens in a moment. It's a day-to-day process, coping with ups and downs, coping with the need to self-respect oneself and the ways in which somebody's making adjustments can be helped when somebody asks them, well, what do you want to achieve? I think that's absolutely fundamental. So let's now obey the time clock. We'll take the break. This is Dr. Gordon Etherly. My guest is Craig Lewis. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Uh, please stay with us. We're coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Craig Lewis. Our topic is mental health recovery by never giving up 
and doing things differently. Now, Craig, in the previous segment, you identified challenges to recovery, to self-regard and to making adjustments to lives. Now, let's talk about the most effective ways in which you see these challenges being coped with. Now, what do you see as the most effective ways for individuals to cope with the challenges to mental health recovery? Craig? Thank you. The most effective ways for people like myself and others who struggle to cope with the challenges, to really have the life that they want, you know, we have to decide, okay, this is a choice that we're making. So many of us have been denied our, our ability, our freedom to make a choice. We're so often told what to do, where to go, when to do it, what, you know, all these things. And that, that forceful, uh, that, that force being put on us results in a disengagement. It re- results in um, giving up. It results in, um, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, it results in uh, really forfeiting our, 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 our self-agency, our ability, to, our self-determination. And, and we will really most benefit uh, when we're able to recognize, and this goes for everybody on the planet and whatever your struggle is or whatever role you is in this world, that choice to choose, to decide, when we are able to make a decision where we say, I want to make my life better, I want to figure out how to do that. To ask myself, whether you're using the Better Days Workbook you're speaking with a peer supporter or a therapist, whomever, a friend, whomever. What, you know, what do I want my life to be like? How can I make that happen? And really figuring out the ideas, the steps you could take to accomplish that. And this is a choice. We have to choose. And when we choose, say, for example, say, for example, like today, I chose to pull myself together and go facilitate a support group at a a facility about five-minute walk from my house. And I did that this afternoon. It was extremely hard for me to leave my house to do this. I was feeling pretty beaten up. I've had a hard time the past week, actually longer than that. It's been a hard month. I made myself go. I got there five minutes late. I went. I went in. I sat down. There were people there. We had the most fantastic meeting. I left that meeting feeling super great, super uh, uh, um, validated, knowing I had an impact in others, the lives of others in a positive way. I chose to do that. I decided I feel like, you know, I feel bad. I feel like, I, almost, I would say I feel like I felt like garbage earlier. And I chose to make, to, to, to decide to go and do that meeting and have that group and I came out of it feeling like a million bucks. I feel like a million bucks right now as a result of that. And that was my choice. I decided to engage with something that was going to be good for me. And it right. was. Now, I'm just going to interrupt you with an additional question. And that is yeah. relating to meds, medications. You, mm-hmm. mentioned, you mentioned in the previous segment that you did not find them you didn't find them very helpful for you. Just give us a quick view on whether medications are essential or not to mental health recovery um, and what your own view of medications actually is. Craig? 
Thank you. Well, I, I can I can say that uh, medications were actually quite dreadful for me, and uh, I never had the conditions that I was prescribed the medication for. It's a long and sordid and unfortunate story. Um, however, thankfully, I'm no longer taking any medications, and and that's been wonderful for me. Uh, of course, I'm going through a, a, a detoxification process, and it's it's wreaking havoc on my body and my brain and my emotions. And uh, medications for me were not a good way to help me. In fact, it caused me massive amount of damage to my to my life. However, many people may benefit. And if you have a doctor that's working with you and you feel like you can trust that provider and you trust them and you're informed, meaning you have the best information possible about all the ways you can help yourself, whether that means medication or any other, you know, acupuncture, exercise, diet, you know, meditation, support groups, whatever it may be. I want to support people in doing what's right for them. You got to do what's right for you. You got to be most informed about all the options. And if people benefit from medication, that is wonderful. If you feel like your doctor is not being supportive or helpful, please seek out someone else. Find, yes. somebody, who will work, yeah, find someone who will work with you and respect you and meet you where you're at. Uh, many people benefit, and that's to be supported and respected. I'm not pro-medication or anti-medication. I'm pro-happiness, wellness, and stability. So whatever you have to do to achieve that, I support people in doing that. Just be most informed about your decisions. If you don't feel like you're being respected and having your needs met, ask and ask again. And go online and Google and seek out somebody who can help you and do the best you can to live the best life possible. Everyone deserves to be respected and have their needs met. However you do it, I hope it's working for you. If it's not, find someone who will help you in the best way possible and just live life the best way you can and keep on going. Very good. Now, next question. What do you see as the most effective ways for individuals to cope with the challenges to their self-regard? You've said something about this already. Say more. Craig, please. You know, on a daily basis, hour by hour by hour, minute by minute, I have to... Uh, I have to be good to myself, and it's really hard to be good to myself sometimes when I look at the world around me, and I, I and let's just face it, looking on the news right now or the radio, we're just hearing about horrible, horrible things every day. We're, we're being inundated with, with images and reports of life having no value, and, and that's a very, very hard way to live in this world. As a person who struggles myself, when I see that and I hear that constantly, it makes me feel terrible. I have to get through that. And that's a message that's really in our daily lives constantly. And I have to really be good to myself and realize that, that for me, I am valuable. And despite the, all the problems in the world and the problems in my life and the problems in my family and, and, and in society, I am worth I am worth being good to myself. I am worth forgiving myself. And some ways to really help myself move through that, to really you know, work through the, the, the challenges of, of, of my self-image, how I look at myself, how I view myself. Uh, I have to reach out for support. Meditation is crucial to to being okay with yourself. And I know a lot of people out there might hear me say the word meditation and say, well, I tried that and I can't do that. 
I understand that. That's legitimate and valid. I use a meditation called relaxation response meditation. I, I suggest everybody to Google that. Uh, this relaxation response meditation. It's simple and easy to do, and it, and it and you can do it for five seconds and have a benefit from it. Not, I can't say that I've done much meditation in the past few weeks because I've felt so beaten down that I've almost not really applied my coping skills in a way to, to help myself. But you know what? I think tonight I'm going to do that because I know that when I do this meditation, it makes a huge difference. Additionally, you know, when I feel terrible about myself, I, if I go for a 30-minute a walk, I feel better. If I um, listen to music, if I take a shower, if I reach out to somebody I trust and get support and I'm validated, I feel better. And uh, each person has to figure out for themselves what works for them. When you figure out what works for you, create a life based on those proactive steps forward and you will feel better. Have the support in place, create those relationships, develop those relationships, and really let people know who are around you how to support you. It's okay to tell people now, I'm going to just yeah. stop you then, only because it's the time tyranny again, because I want you to say what you see as the most effective ways for individuals to cope with the challenges to making adjustments to their lives. You've said a lot about that. Just give, give us a quick overview. What are the most effective ways of dealing with challenges to making adjustments to lives? Thank Craig? you so much. We have, we, have, we have talked about this a bit, and I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, is a is a we have to be empowered to take steps forward. We need to be supported to take steps forward, to be listened to, to be heard. For the world around us, are the providers, the supporters, the family, to understand that we have reasonable responses to unreasonable situations, and whether anyone sees their, the situation we face as unreasonable or not, it doesn't matter because our response, them, our reaction, our perception to what's going on is valid and legitimate and to be respected. When we're able to create a life for ourselves, the people around us who understand us, who support us, who are invested in our wellness, when we're able to convey to those people, this is what makes me feel most comfortable. When you speak to me in this way, I feel most supported. When you're able to help me through this process, when I'm having a struggle, when I know you're safe to talk to about this situation and you're going to be invested in seeing me succeed, and I know I can reach out to you for that. Those relationships, those situations that allow us to grow and feel safe and secure in taking these, adjust taking these steps, making these adjustments to our lives, are the situations that will allow us to grow and thrive and become who we want to be with the support and the understanding, the empathy, the genuineness, and the integrity of all involved, invested in helping us move forward in the best way possible as we see fit. That is how we cope with those challenges to making those adjustments. What they, right. really, they say it takes a village. You know, it does. It does. You know, I've done a lot of this on my own uh, without the support, and it's hard. When we have people in our corner who understand us and support us and are invested, it results in massive life-changing improvements. And part of that, just very quickly, I'm feeding back to you, is that people ask you what you want to achieve when you're adapting and making adjustments to your lives. That is, they're not telling you what to do. They're asking you what you want to do so they can help you. 
Um, and I've heard you say that's very effective. Now, I'm going to just leap ahead into the break because we're going to come back to some of the other things that we want to talk about in relation to all these things. So we'll take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Craig Lewis. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Craig Lewis. Our topic is mental health recovery by never giving up on doing things differently. Um, Craig, what more would you like to do to promote the vision of mental health recovery? Craig? I want to be as loud as possible and have my voice heard and help empower others to have their voice heard. We are a community of people who are disempowered. We are a community of people who are devalued in society. We are a community of people who are not respected, and I am firm And when I say that we need to change that, and I want to help lead that fight. I understand that there is uh, there are people who are really invested in the medical model of just uh, diagnosing and 
having people the prescribed medications. And I, we all understand the pharmaceutical industry is a massive multi-billion dollar industry that makes money off of uh, people being diagnosed to prescribe medications. And uh, many psychiatrists will see 30, 40 people in a day. And that's not really benefiting those people. I want to see my community, my people be empowered to speak out, to be heard and be respected and to fight through obstruction and to fight through the obstacles that face. This is a civil rights battle. Doesn't matter if where you come from, what language you speak, what color of skin you have, what religion you have, where your country of origin is in anything, your age, gender, anything. This is the class struggle and we need to we need to fight. We need to fight and be heard. The more we fight, the more we're heard, the more successful ha- success we will have. Now, it's a similar question, but it's asking you what you'd like to see done by others. You've already mentioned your community that you're talking about, but who else would you like to see do things to promote the vision of mental health recovery? Craig? Thank you, Gordon. I love this question, and what I'm going to say here, I think many people are going to really like, and it's not said very – this answer is not given very often, and it's too bad because if it was – we'd all be much happier. My answer to this question is what would I like to see done and by whom to promote the vision of recovery? Here it is. Every person involved in whatever sort of treatment of mental health struggle, addiction, trauma, whatever it may be, everyone's involved in this for some some reason. Now we may have differences of opinion. One person might think one thing, another person might, might think something different. One person might be deeply rooted in a medical model. One person might be uh, an adherent of much more radical mental health principles. The reality is we all have some things in common, whether it's a, a, in the United States, uh, NAMI has uh, this family support uh, platform and it's uh, not everything I, I don't like everything they do, but you know what, there's something they do. Well, let's put it this way. We have things in common. If we're able to meet in the middle and develop our commonalities because we're all invested in some way to make things better. We just might have different views based on our life experiences and what we know. When we're able to meet in the middle, when I'm able to speak with a psychiatrist and connect on a, on a point that we both agree on because maybe we're invested in helping people what we have a different perspective, when we're able to connect on that point and grow from there instead of focusing on our differences and our battles right. and our problems. How, where can we meet in the middle to move forward? That is what is going to result. Okay. It, now, Craig, I'm, because time's looming for the uh, running out, I want to ask you a totally different question. You see, what you and I are doing now um, together, we're recording an episode in which you've discussed a topic of profound importance for the mental health community. The episode will saved in what's called an archive. So my question to you is very straightforward is, do you think that having more discussions like this one in the archive would be helpful? Uh, And if so, how do you think it would be helpful to the mental health community? And if you think it wouldn't be helpful, please say so. Three, Craig. Thank you. You know, obviously I think you already know my answer, but um, 
absolutely, we have to have more and more discussions about these topics. These are people who have value, who have experiences, who have desires and wants, and we want to see people live their lives. I want to see people live their lives to the fullest. We all want to have happiness, success, stability, joy, peace, love, community. And when we talk about these topics, when we bring this out into the open, when we talk about it in a way we're respecting everybody, we're trying to include everybody and trying to figure out how we can work together as a, as a society, as a society of human beings who all, in one way or another, can understand struggle, can be empathetic, and can ge hopefully genuinely work together to make things better for society at large. That is how we make things better. We have to Great. talk about it. More discussions, please. Yep. Okay, great. Now, I want to say thank you, Craig, because what you've been doing is sharing your experience in a way that provides hope and the sense that there is something called recovery. And it doesn't necessarily mean masses of medication or those kinds of things. What it means is exactly the kind of things you've been talking about so clearly. You have a very strong voice in, in the sense that what you're saying carries weight. It's, it, it's important. And therefore, when I say to you, keep up the good work, and I really do mean that in the interests of the community, the mental health community and us all, please go on. And if I can help you, that will be great. Now, I've just got a quick announcement to make that Family Caregivers United is involving, evolving into a new show called Schizophrenia Community Meet Radio. Um, our next episode will be first broadcast from Schizophrenia Community Radio. This will explain what the new show is about. And if anyone wants to send me comments or ask me questions, here's the email address um, to use or uh, to me personally, it's docg, D-O-C-G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, please do join us um, for the next episode because what we're talking about relates very strongly to what Craig has been talking about and is helpful to many people. I'm looking forward to hearing from you if you need further information, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being the following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.